<laughs> Don't trust me. everybody it's the bull and the badger podcast where pff, haven't done this in a while mm, what is it <laughs> asian american culture and mental health intersect that was still really good though no. i feel like you i mean i started out strong and then like you, stalled you, wait, do you want to cut it so that it doesn't happen or no, it's okay <laughs> no i like it because it was different like i'm always like <laughs> i default to like hey everybody welcome back to the bull and the badger Worse is different you know like because <laughs> <laughs> we've been consistently so great well we're bringing it back down in quality we're for you all in all. we're in decline our steady decline here it comes <laughs> <laughs> comes with old age i guess just <laughs> season three you know when it comes to television is always kind of a disappointment for me <gasps> even really? in long-running shows i mean specifically i'm thinking of buffy, buffy? but <gasps> but isn't that it's my least favorite wait but that not that the angel season um it's when he's bad yeah that's a good season no season two is when he's bad oh season three is when okay forget it let's stop <laughs> Oh, we're going we down focus. a rabbit hole we that we focus. really <laughs> should just stop okay west wing season three was good i don't remember i'm not very I'm good at like knowing I the seasons of west wing so did you hear that there's going to be a west wing podcast <gasps> run by josh molina who was a later you know a cast member in later seasons like a podcast talking about west wing or like yeah oh i wanted it to be a radio show is that bad <laughs> I feel like it would work really well as a radio show. It's a podcast. How are you? Why are you? What are you? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's like, there's like radio shows where like they actually do a script and they perform it. So you want <laughs> West I, Wing to be translated <laughs> into like a fifties radio show? West Wing audiobooks. Have you, have you heard of, um, alive? That's like one of my favorite zombie po- podcasts. You follow like a cast of characters. No, it's pretty great. Is I was it? listening to it like driving in the rain one time, and all you hear is. Like I drove faster, even though it was raining. It was not a good situation. That's great. Do you want me to do it? It's like whenever I sound? see. Oh, I saw. I remember after I saw Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Oh gosh! And then they went and drive it. You know, I drove home yeah. after. Oh god, that was a. I almost hit a couple. Of <laughs> Because you thought they were zombies. You're yeah. like, die zombies. It's like, don't watch, don't drive after you watch a Fast and Furious movie yes. or after a Born <laughs> Identity movie or after, you know, what was I just saying? 28 Weeks Later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a zombie movie. No, like horror specific. Or It Follows. Yeah. That's okay. I think if you're in a car, you're safe. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Thinking about it, stressing me out. Like, I feel like I'm going to see someone like... <laughs> Crossing by. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, totally related. Totally related. (laughs) We're talking about the big reveal. Damn it, Vanessa. You made me use the title. I didn't want to. I planted the seed in your head. It works very well. So, bravo. Bravo. Can, it could also be called something else. We can have like five titles. <laughs> you know what's going to happen is it's going to be like, it's going to develop and then we'll be like, actually, this is the title. <laughs> oh, wait, no, this is, the, you know, just, it's yeah. going to happen like that. But, yeah. um, 
Kudos um, to me. So uh, <laughs> on, along those lines, what what is your experience <laughs> with the big reveal? <laughs> well, like definitely like for those who haven't seen the doc. Oh, which is like everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is like not widely oh. available. So the the three people have seen who have seen the doc <laughs> know what I'm talking about. No, but um, basically there was a point where I had to tell my parents what the doc was about, which is like, not only is it about my friends, like, Oh, my friends are going through hard things. Let's talk about it. But it's also about how I was going through some difficult times. And it wasn't necessarily like currently I'm going through a difficult time. There was just like a time and from the moment of when I was recording the podcast to the time that it had happened. Oh gosh. Let's see freshman year was 2001 <laughs> 2001 2002 right yep. and then and then um when i had actually started doing the podcast it was 2009 or the podcast when i started doing the podcast the <laughs> podcast is all it's everything <laughs> no when i started doing the documentary it was 2009 2010 so it took me almost like you know 10 years to talk directly with my parents about and it's not like you needed to other than the fact that you were going to be filming something about yeah. it and they would be involved. Like if you hadn't done that, would you yeah. have ever brought that up with them? I don't know, to be honest. Cause it's like, it's like, like there's a way of thinking about the depression that it's like in the past. Do you know what I'm saying? But then because I want to see depression as a more chronic disease, that it's something that can come back and you go out of remission and you can still experiencing experience those same kinds of lows. And then you also still experience symptom symptoms, but you might not necessarily be in the throes of it. Then like, you know, so, so, but like, so what was your, how did you like psych yourself up to be able to have that conversation? Ah, it was like, it was very like jog in place. Like yeah. I was air. like doing like the Rocky, like, like <laughs> rising up, up and you know, I'm from Philly. Right. So I was just like, I was like in my mind running up the stairs and like eating raw eggs. Yes. Lots of raw <laughs> eggs. I would smash them on my head and then put them into a bowl. It was <laughs> my, my parents came into the room where we we're going to tell the story. They're like, I was going to tell them. And then they were like, why, why are those like eggshells around? <laughs> Just like stepped on all these eggshells coming in. No, um, literally walking on eggshells. I know. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. I was gonna anymore. hold that one back, but you did it, so I'm glad. I know. I I brought in the cheese. <laughs> Lots of cheese, but um, no. So that for me, like telling them, like, hello, I am your daughter, <laughs> and at one time I was depressed. I mean, we didn't have the discussion about like how. Like I now can think of depression and I think I don't even know if I would have come to those conclusions about depression if I hadn't done this documentary. Right. And, um, or not, you know, like I, you know, and doing the podcast, like, I don't know how many months ago it was, but it's going to be, it's going to sound like it was two weeks ago, (laughs) (laughs) but like, you know, like I just didn't think, you know, like it made me more thoughtful about how it had changed my life just because like, I don't know. It was a tool. Yeah, it was a tool to sort of confront, you know, things that that you had experienced and and be able to sort of make those connections with right. not just your community, but also your family. Yeah. Yeah. And those, I mean, because like at first, like you think, oh, it's going to be easy to talk to your community and it isn't right. And then for to talk to your parents about something that like is like very close and, you know, there's all these mixed feelings about it. But then knowing that it was already going to be public, because like basically the the newspaper article 
like mentioned like in the daily Bruin, it mentioned that i was depressed you know and i was like oh okay well now i well when i read the article that that very night i was like i called up my parents i was like hey so the daily Bruin article came out and it's really exciting except that it talks about this thing that we've never talked about uh-huh. <laughs> so you know and, and essentially i did who get, are you talking to your mom or your dad or is it like uh, probably my mom first uh-huh. and then so so then i was like yeah eventually we have to talk about it so then we sat down and we talked about it and you know it was it was just kind of like they like they were like very they just wanted to listen i think and then process the information and then the end of the doc um which i won't say actually happens because now you have to go find it <laughs> Cause Somehow. you can't, cause you can't <laughs> <laughs> one day I'm going to figure this out guys. Um, but, um, that was a very real moment of also, um, uh, another, another moment. That's all I'm going to say about that. Cause I can't, I'm like, wait, if I say anything about it, it's going to kind of give it away. But, um, okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it went down. I, I was at my old house, you know, in Arcadia and we were just sitting around the breakfast room table and they were, it was like, my mom was sitting here and my dad was sitting. So sorry, this is a podcast. So my mom was sitting <laughs> to my right and my dad was sitting to the left. We didn't like hug afterwards. It was just kind of like relaying information. And I think it was probably the way that I said it too. It was just kind of like, so, you know, there was this time where, you know, I was really depressed and lonely and like, now I'm not feeling that way. It was kind of like a phase in my life. That's how I wrote, said it. It was mm-hmm. a phase in my life, you know, and I, cause you don't want them to be worried. Right. Especially if you're not necessarily, experiencing you know depression then it's because you're not in the crisis so you kind of like you're like well you know so you're like you know don't make everything sound okay now yeah like everything's fine there's nothing you could have done you know like it was that kind of conversation so do you so after you had that did you feel um like you have a more open relationship with your parents yes and do you feel like they kind of understand who you are more i think so but they haven't communicated it directly like like the way the things that they say are like we know you're doing something really important you know like we're proud of you yeah so but those aren't like direct responses to that conversation or to that opening up it's just it's it's more like 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 i feel like if it's a direct response, it would be more like, you know, like I know that this happened and you know, we're sorry that, you know, like I'm not asking, I'm not asking them to like apologize or something they have to apologize for. It was like something very personal, but they're like, you know, it'd be like, but we want you to know. Cause like, so I'm hearing the, but part of it, the after part of it, like they've already in their minds, you know, like silently, we've all had (laughs) conversation about this thing. And then, they're on the after part of being like, you know, like we we're really excited for what this documentary can do for others, you know? So like there is, and it's, I think cause what's nice about that too is like, they're not like, I can't believe you made a documentary about our family and about you and you're publicly like talking about depression and mental illness, you know, or mental health and all the stigmas around that. And, and it's more, you know, empowering. So that's great so yeah. it sounds like a positive thing yeah yeah you know yeah <clears throat> and little and little uh what's what might seem like small or minor changes from the outside are really i think quite large you know yeah when it comes to a certain kind of family system 
Yeah, just kind of changing that up. And I think actually, like, what's nice about it, too, is um, at least with my brother, I feel like we have more explicit conversations about our family dynamic, Mm -hmm. which, like, is really helpful because then... I'd like to be in on that. (laughs) I could just like to be a fly on the wall, listen to you and your brother talk. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got all these social work classes under him. You know, he's doing therapy for others, you know, like, specifically, like, casework for homeless populations now. So it's like you know, he's attuned to those things. And it's it's very strange for someone else in our family to be like that. Like, I definitely have explicit conversations with one of my cousins about it. But with others, you know, it's a lot less. It's like, let's talk about sports or movies, <laughs> which is fine. That's yeah. totally fine. It's just sometimes I want to have those conversations with our family. Yeah. So any <laughs> any anything to add <laughs> i didn't want to make this the vanessa only banter <laughs> it's okay i've never revealed anything to my parents ever are you are you gonna i i know we had talked about this like maybe um with judy but you know like not hiding the fact that you know oh yeah um so um my fiance moved in with me mm-hmm. and that was like you know, for my entire life, you know, my mom was like, don't live together until you're married, you know, I'm not because of that. like a, you know, a prudish or religious reason, but she's just thinking things like practically. And she says like, you know, no matter what happens, a woman always gets screwed over. So you mm. have to protect yourself. You wow. know, that's kind of like her, her take on it. And, um, but, you know, he moved in and because we were together so much anyway, it just mm-hmm. kind of made more sense and we wanted to be together more. And um, so I, I was at my parents' house and we had come back from lunch and then or we were coming back from lunch and I was in the back seat, and I just kind of was like, oh, so Ken moved in. And then they were wow. like totally silent. And then I was like, I'm saving so much money. And they're like, that's great. Wow. <laughs> They're like, that's great. Don't blow it all on the wedding, you know, but I mean, that's, that's probably as, you know, they just don't know how to respond to those kinds of things. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of awkwardness, but, but I was really happy to be able to kind of just like, I think for he and I, like, we don't want to be secretive or anything like that because it's so easy to be secretive, but we don't want to make something that we're so happy about, which is just our lives together, you mm-hmm. know, like something to be like hiding or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, we always say like, you know, we'll try to be as honest as we can with everybody. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, you know, his parents don't care, but <laughs> you know, my parents are, are, you know, a little more protective, I suppose. <laughs> Cautious, I should say. No. And I, maybe it may be the whole, thing about that you guys got engaged first kind of like yeah I mean that's 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 a big thing like we wanted to do it in a certain way you know like not like we're like well you know like we're so against living together before that would happen but it just kind of like how it happened Mm -hmm. like it happened in a way that we are both comfortable with right yeah that's really cool actually I mean that's that's it's kind of cool. I'm it like very excited because I would I would have so much anxiety going into that just to be like all right, this is happening. Bye. Like I, would, I would find a way to like, I, I combat rolled out of the car after I said that. <laughs> yeah, like, just They're like, the that's great. And they just combat rolled out. But that's, I mean, that's really cool. Sorry. I'm just like, 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm just I feel like we need to bring in our guest. I yeah. feel like we've made him wait for too he, long. He, he waited for a very long time. He's been patient. super, <laughs> super patient. Um, I would love to introduce our guest today. His name is Jarrell Rosales. And um, did I say that correctly? Yeah. Okay. I didn't jack that up. Congratulations, me. Um, so I met Jarrell um, actually when he was an undergrad and I was a grad, which didn't make a difference because he was already an amazing filmmaker back then. Ooh. Um um, and uh, yes, it's, you know, good, good. Take a compliment to sh- and then show <laughs> me how to do that because I don't understand how. I don't either. Oh, yeah. I just. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> we had co- separate conversations about that. But um, basically, uh, he later um, came back to UCLA after a year off um, to continue his directing. And, um, you know, it, it, it it's cool because, like, I feel like we get to circle each other sometimes. We probably met each other on a set. And then and then I got to see your film. And then I was like, oh, this is who he is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, And I don't know how much the film that you showed at Spotlight that year was a reflection of, like, you. Because I think, like, for me, uh, I'm just like, the documentary is me. Like, this is like, oh, here's my life, everybody. You know, and yet there's still a layer of, like... Like people don't really, there's a lot of questions that go unanswered about who I am throughout the documentary. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know me, but you think you know me, like it's, it's kind of weird. So I'm kind of curious. So uh, your film born this way, right? Is oh, born about to dance this way, born to dance this way. Sorry. Sorry. Born Not this way. Gaga yeah. Song. Sorry. Cause we were all going to go into like a musical sequence, <laughs> but you know, born, born to dance this way. Can you describe your film and then um, also talk about who you are maybe first (laughs) sorry i wanted to jump right into it but um who i am you're our first filipino guest oh really yes well yeah so i'm filipino american i was born here um my brother and i are the uh, no we're not the first i'm kidding well we're the first of our family to be up in here yeah (laughs) of of our parent whatever i don't even know how to explain it First something. It's going really first well, something. though. It's a first generation or second generation. I, I always get know. it wrong and someone corrects me. Point were, is, were your parents, parents born here? No. Okay, well. Then, the, you then it would make you first, first right. generation. So I'm just American. <laughs> Some people ask me what kind I am. Yes. I'm American. Somebody asked me, what are you? I was like, what the? They you don't you, get that constantly? You? I constantly get that. Really? I get that, too. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just assume I'm Chinese, which they just happen to be right. But <laughs> but like the question of what are you? It's just kind and of And I'm always insulting. asked that a lot by also Asian people, not oh. just white people or non-white people. But yeah, I thought people had moved even like because it's like I'd be like, what's your ethnic background? You wouldn't or like, you know, what I'm saying not. well, like what about when you go to like a Vietnamese restaurant and like the waiter is curious? They're not going to uh. say, what is your ethnic background? They go, what are you? What are you? What are you? But okay, so uh, Filipino American, you were born where? I was born in Riverside, Mm -hmm. uh, Marina Valley to be specific, because uh, most people are ashamed to say they're from Marina Valley. You're owning that. I got engaged in Marina Valley in like the mountains. Oh, oh, see, that's okay. Oh, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Is it? Yeah. If you were if you were down the mountain, then I know if it was like the Marino Valley Mall, I don't know, I don't know, in front of Claire's. It could be romantic. And some 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 thirteen year old was getting her ear pierced with a gun. Right. right. <laughs> Candlelight all around. 
Um, Moreno Valley sounds like a really exciting place. Yeah. No, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> it is. No, I like it. But you, you grew up in other, other parts of the U.S. and My dad was in the Air Force. I moved to Japan for a little bit of high school, and I finished high school in Ohio. What was that like? Which to move one? to Japan. Japan? Japan's great. Yeah? I love it. Were you in an international school? or No, I was in an American school, like on a base. Oh, oh so I like, see. It looks like a prison. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's But it not. really is a prison. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it was good. It was good. Um, it was like I never had to learn Japanese. I should have, but I took Spanish instead. Did you venture out with like your oh, classmates yeah. and we stuff? We used to like illegally leave. We had to come back by curfew or uh-huh. I would sneak out uh-huh. yeah. and I would like steal alcohol. <laughs> I was really bad. I was so bad. What an adventure. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And then like it's super clean. Yeah. They also have the most amazing toilet seats. Did you feel tall? No, I felt normal. Oh. oh. No, and I've always felt normal, even in Riverside, <laughs> um, right? Like, I, everyone's around the same height as me. Yeah. We're all kind of brown, but yeah. like a different shade of brown, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, sometimes I'm not as brown, depending on, like, the season. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, like, I pass. Sorry. It's always different. <laughs> so you felt normal in Japan. How about when you moved to Ohio? Was it, like, the opposite? Yeah. Yeah? Did you feel, like, a second-class citizen? You know what? So when I was little, uh-huh. and I watched a bunch of sitcoms, right? Like Full House and everything else, right? Step by step. Step by step. Well, I, I like had to get... <laughs> I think my grandmother had to sit me down one day and tell uh-huh. me that I wasn't white or black. Because I grew up thinking I was like, I was like, you know, like Tim Allen's kid. You know what yeah. I mean? I totally was like, yeah, they're just like me. Uh-huh. We're like really the same. Oh, okay. Like I never really noticed because I only saw the universal parts of it, right? Where I was like, oh, I, I'm going through the same thing, Corey from Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Corey. I have I a, Corey. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until like people started pointing it out and I was like, oh, I am not white or black. Like I'm not, I don't belong in the Fresh Prince. <laughs> or no. Family Matters. Or Family yeah. Matters. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody well, wanted to be Steve Urkel, though. Back then. Yeah, there wasn't. Right. And then that market show, show was like so one short. season. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, All-American Girl. It was right. one season. And I wasn't, I mean, I was watching Nick Jr. back then. Yeah. Pete and Pete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Arnold. Yeah. Hey, Arnold. And so when I moved to Ohio, I was like, oh, I'm different. <laughs> How did that manifest itself? Well, when I first moved to Ohio, because my last name is Rosales, right? Mm. I showed up and they thought I was Mexican. So they were going to put me in like Spanish four. So they were like, and I was like, <laughs> what, are going to be a junior, right? And then they were like, oh, like, you're fine to go in Spanish four. I'm like, I mean, I've only done like... <laughs> One year of Spanish. There was like a disconnect. Was right, like, exactly. Eh. But I totally was like, sure, you know, whatever. It can't be that hard here. Like, I want to find out. And I showed up and I could not speak anything. And then, like, my first name is Jarrell, right? So everyone always thinks I'm black before they meet me. And so, like, I show up and they're, like, really surprised. They're like, oh, you're different than what I expected. Right. I know. They're like, you're not black or Mexican. Wait, wait. How did your parents also come up with Jarrell? Um, my, so my brother's name is a combination of both my parents' names. Oh. My name just came out of a baby book to match the J 
and my What's brother's brother, name, mom, if you don't mind, Jonelle. Jonelle. Oh, so it's like nice. Manuel and Josephine. Oh, that's oh. nice. Or sorry, Josephine and Manuel, right? Uh-huh. And then my name, they just wanted me to match with them. Uh huh. But if you put the beginning of my brother's name and the end of my name, you get Superman's dad's name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I know. I that, know. I don't I think do it's it? on purpose, but I like to think. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, is it? Jarrell? Jorel? Jorel. Yeah. My friend was just telling me this and now I forgot. Sorry, Vivian. <laughs> Sorry. But um, okay, cool. Wow. And I think you had mentioned that in Ohio you were hiding a little bit too. Oh yeah. I was um so I grew I've always known I was gay. I never really like I don't know, I was pretty good at passing. You know what I mean? Like, I had, like, really hot girlfriends that I never had <laughs> nice. sex with. Well, I feel like, I feel like, if you, I feel like I was super confident because I knew I wasn't really that into them, right? So yeah. I would talk to them. I was so good at it. I had, like, hot girl. If I was straight, I'd be killing it. I would be so killing it. That's amazing. Wow. If you're digging what you've heard so far on this podcast, feel free to check out episode 107 called dating relationships here's a quick sample i'm sick of dating people who just don't want to say i love you or just we're just sort of conveniently you know using each other because we're lonely at night and 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 that's actually the the big shift that i made uh right before i wrote that blog i was like if i can't see myself with this person long haul of this person if i've worked my ass off this person also has to have high standards for themselves too sad when they I mean like I guess they wouldn't have never known until you came out well I never told them actually yeah I never told them so maybe I've kind of felt like they knew deep down though I was like a safe choice like I wasn't gonna do anything bad <laughs> you know what I mean is that what like girls look like for when they they're trying to date nice guys they're like well it's not really a risk yes oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, he's probably gay it's fine right, right. question answered <laughs> he'll let you know the truth <laughs> there's no ulterior motive exactly <laughs> you guys can go shopping together it's just like that moment in clueless right yeah, yeah. oh gosh yeah what is his name but you're kind of like into the same things too you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right because you start off as friends yeah right i think that's what it is because yeah. you're more like friends yeah and when you're younger, it's exciting because you're friends that hang out together. And now you're just going to prom. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Sometimes you hold hands. And then everyone thinks you're dating. So everyone thought I was super cool. Because I yeah. had like hot girlfriends the all hot the time. Girlfriends. I know. Did you realize so to do funny. with the hot girlfriends? So funny. And then the 10 year reunion comes around. Yeah. I know. Would you go to that? Oh, I totally would. I think mine's going to come up next year. Oh, all right. Yeah. Time to go back. Yeah. So you graduated um, from high school when you were in... Oh, yeah, that's right. In Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Uh But, Um, yeah. Oh, so at what... I mean, not to jump to the point of it, but... (laughs) Jump through all. So so you you were passing, and you had really hot girlfriends. Like, what else... What else? <laughs> Tell us more about your more. <laughs> secret spy life. I, you know what? I never. And then I went to. I mean, college were you sad? Here. Like, oh yeah, I was totally was that? sad. Okay, but I was like, you know, quiet sad. Yeah, like oh. I never let anyone know. 
And then, like, I never, and also, like, I didn't really even come out until, like, in the middle of college, really. Mm-hmm. And that was just, like, I never did how some people do, like, the big Facebook announcement where you let right. everybody know. Is and that a have, thing? Like, a party. I don't know. Like, I feel like some people make it, like, a big event. Yeah. Where they're, like... I'm coming out or they yeah. do it at someone else's event, which is highly annoying. Oh no, no, that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's fine. I mean, not to, if anyone has done it, I'm sorry. It's just like you stole someone's thunder. Yeah. Like yeah. someone's wedding. Right. Oh my God. And, and they, everybody finds out cause they just start making out with like someone of the same sex. Or, yeah, or they bring someone else to their wedding and it's like, well, oh. they just steal their thunder. Well, I don't know. So I so never really told them. I looked out on those people. So, like these days, like I was talking to somebody who yeah. has kids in, in like middle school, high school, college, and this is slightly off the topic, but like apparently it's a thing in those grades these days that you have to like identify with the really <gasps> specific sexual preference when you're really because young? it's like, like high school or middle school because it's in the sort of zeitgeist right now. Oh, interesting. And that like, and that like everyone's like, I'm pansexual and blah, blah, blah. And all these other people <laughs> like, cause they're, you know, they learning <laughs> words and it's trendy and exciting to, you know, be defined in some way. That's but the funniest like, thing I've ever heard. Everyone, right? everyone is saying I'm bisexual. I'm, you know, pansexual. I'm all these things. And like parents these days, like their kids are coming out to them saying that they're pansexual and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what is that? Like, you know, I really love Barney. And I know. can't really explain my feelings <laughs> exactly. for him. And every time I see him, I get really excited. So it's, it's, it's interesting <laughs> to see like progress funneled through like, the lens of a kid. Children, right. you know, right. like kids. Which is actually my thesis, by the way. <gasps> really? Yeah. Well, I never realized it until you just said it. Maybe it was the whole time I was thinking of the same thing. <laughs> well, because it's about an eight-year-old kid that's in love, a little boy that's in love with his male teacher. Uh-huh. So he steals his dad's watch and tries to give it to him as a gift. Oh, wow. And so the whole thing I wanted to do was like the purity of you know when you're a kid you don't really know what any of that means right yet. yeah and i didn't know what being gay was yet either i just knew i liked the red power ranger whenever he came on <laughs> and i like was very selective green? no i was super selective i was like not the white one not the green one and not which one was the red one um jason he was he was like very he was, squared was he african-american no that's no. the black ranger oh the black one yeah the blue ranger was billy jason was <laughs> the red ranger right and he was like very all-american like football quarterback oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 that explains okay. a lot actually so <laughs> then, <laughs> i know right actually i think the blue ranger billy it really is gay in real life i read something yeah maybe that. but then it was funny because i was like never was into you <laughs> but lance He's not Bass, your type i was like I knew that ahead of time. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I Yeah. I think it's, it's funny because like we just buy into that marketing. Yeah. So I love the purity of like when you're a kid, you don't understand the constructs of sexuality as like society defines it yet. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of just kind of going with what you feel, mm-hmm. you know, and it's pretty innocent. You know what I mean? So. So I wanted to do this movie about a kid that's kind of experiencing just his first love. And what and by the way, like he. Maybe he isn't gay, or maybe he is, but it doesn't really matter. Right. right. It's just about that he has his first love, regardless. I mean, it just so happens it's his male teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his dad, and then, you know, and then I have it where like their parents argue um, about what to talk about. Well, because they could talk about like, should we talk about theft? <laughs> Or should we talk about, like, are you gay? Or yeah, talk what's about, the actual like, issue? Yeah, here? there's a lot of issues here, but then mm-hmm. instead I just have the dad come in and he gives the son the watch as like a 
as like mm. as like a like I promise you when the big hand gets to here then I promise you you'll feel better like it's just like that's the kind of thing I wish I got when I was a kid you know right. what I mean yeah. Where like I think about all the stupid shit that I did when I was like younger and gay and like trying to figure everything out and I really think about like the sitcoms I used to watch right where they mm-hmm. got good lessons about like you Wrapped know up in... yeah like great lessons about like you deserve better <laughs> your daughter deserves a man like a real like a real good guy yeah. right and I yeah. never and I and I kind of got it and I, that's what I always grew up thinking that I deserve better I'm a great kid you know what I mean like I I went to school I did all these things and then I realized when the constructs of sexuality started to define itself. That's when I started to feel like, oh, maybe I'm not worthy enough for this. Mm-hmm. Why am I like this? How come no one accepts me? Or like, why do I have to hide it? You know what I mean? So then when I was figuring that stuff out, um, I don't even know where I was going. Sorry, train of thought. Follow me again? You, you're you talking about getting the kinds of lessons that you wanted when you oh, were right. a kid. Uh-huh. So I think about it now and it's like, had my parents been cool with it, like I have it in this movie, right? I think things would have turned out a lot different for me. I don't think I'd be in film, probably. Oh, I really don't think way. I would be in film. Because part of the big things that I wanted to do with directing was to tell my story, right? Because I felt like for so long it was just, yeah. like, suppressed, uh-huh. right? And then so I was always figuring it out. And then here I am. You know, <laughs> I think film is just, like, one medium that you can use to kind of express yourself and maybe if it had turned out differently the story would have been different but you would have still been telling it through film not that i'm like trying to convince you that you're destined to become a filmmaker you could have been like a pop star (laughs) that's true (laughs) true but back in japan right only in japan though (laughs) where you're normal right yeah no um i'd be a hot commodity (laughs) yeah well you'd get all the hot girlfriends i know and then you'd still be kind of unhappy because you'd be with girls right exactly um (laughs) (laughs) no i think that's um i think that's really um it brings up some like a lot of things you know in terms of like sorry helicopter oh my gosh i forgot about doing that yeah holding for sound no um I wanted to ask, did you have any guiding lights then when you were growing up in terms of like feeling a little better about like who you felt you were? You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. Or so, was it just completely like a blank landscape for you? So to set the scene, I grew up like Filipino, a Filipino immigrant family, conservative, by the way, obviously, because it's military <laughs> um, and really Roman Catholic, Mm. you know what I mean? So everything was very like, like I knew what was wrong (laughs) and being gay was wrong, but I never talked about it and no Mm -hmm. one ever talked about it. Sure. Um, And so when they did talk about it, it was very like a little bit like from the outside that this is bad Mm -hmm. and wrong. So I always kind of had the guilt and like was pretty good about like, just not going to tell you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You never went to confession and. Oh, I totally did. So, so one of the guiding lights was like that year I took off of, undergrad and I moved home so I moved home and I was like well this fucking sucks sorry am I supposed to cuss okay. oh fuck yeah um, <laughs> there's so, an E rating on it I know <laughs> um, so I moved home and I was like um, back at the old church that I used like I grew up in right and so um, I one of my guiding lights was I had a friend who was in student affairs um, so she was very and I was just learning about coming out and like 
being especially because I used to be really involved in like the Filipino clubs and like Cal State Fullerton and like what it meant as like being a gay Asian American right and I still it's still never I haven't figured it out yet because I was like young I was young and hot and I didn't know what to do Um, what do I do with myself? Do I do with myself? Have the world at my, oh my fingertips. I was young I and hot. Young and hot. I, th- I feel like if I just keep saying it out loud, it'll be true. And if you it's can't totally see true. me on this, it's even yeah. better. Convinced. I the know. world is convinced. Um, so I... Uh, sorry. What was I talking about? <laughs> so you were involved in the clubs and um, you, were, you took that year off. Oh, yeah. So I took that year off and then... Um, my friend who's in student affairs, who's very progressive and, you know, about about the LGBT community and the Asian American community and what that all meant together. I moved home and then there's something funny about going home where like it seems like the world is backwards and time stopped. Right. <laughs> where everything like nothing changed that right. you sort of did, right? Yeah. So I went back to my old church. And I'm still like Catholic, right? But it, that's like always the one thing that's always like, I just don't get it. And so to test it out, I went to confession one day and I like rolled in and was like, I'm gay. And then he, and then the priest was just like on the other side of the thing, right? Or the booth was just kind of like, like it was 10 seconds later. I'm like, so you're not going to say anything? And he's like, is that it? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's pretty big. And he just, and like on the other side, he was like, I mean, I get like people that talk about they murdered somebody <laughs> or like, he's like, I get some really deep stuff, but that's not that bad. And then I was like, oh, it's not. And he's like, nah. <laughs> and it was actually kind of nice because uh, that was the first time I realized that it wasn't that bad. Right. And then I was probably feeling guilty for like a lot of a lot of constructs around me. Right. Right. And then he said or the priest said, um, you're a good kid, I can tell. Like, you're a really good kid, I can tell. And that, you're not going to murder somebody. Right. Exactly. And and and, it, and probably and he was saying like probably the fact that like I showed up to confess that probably shows I was a good kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am good. <laughs> Except for all those times you were stuff. bad when you were you know, sneaking out on the vase. But I mean, it was it was nice to hear that from uh, like a religious institution ish, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And it wasn't like from the Pope or anything. Right. But but it was nice to feel for like on one of the many different layers of suppression, like I should be a little bit okay with this. Right. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of like a something was unlocked. Like Right. Right. Mm-hmm. What what did you feel like was the next step then for you in kind oh, of after that? discovering all this? Not discovering, I oh. guess uncovering it for yourself. I'm still figuring it out. How how did it go with your? I mean, you, did you come oh, out with to my your parents? parents? Oh, yeah. so this is a funny one. <laughs> I'm excited. So I think. I think technically, I don't. We've never had the conversation. Like we've never had this conversation technically. So if you talk technicality. Of coming out, then technically I didn't. But to them, right? But (laughs) I mean, so when I went to Spotlight with Born to Dance this way, you can't deny (laughs) that there's a little, there's a lot of me in there too, right? Mm. And it has a lot of my gay friends, obviously, and it's like a fun movie. Um, And so, in a way, when we were at the DGA and they were sitting down there watching it, they were really proud of me, right? Oh. But at the same time, like, they didn't want to talk about the gay thing about it. Because in a way, I kind of was like, just well, you dancing. know, this is me. <laughs> well, yeah, right? I was like, well, in a way, you're just, this is my version of coming out. Like, I, 
like you know oh, no, watch this movie in front of a shit ton of people yeah. and that way you can't really be that mad at me because <laughs> everybody just applauded <laughs> and so and so like so we never really talked about it but ever since then ever since they saw that movie I made they don't ask if I have a girlfriend anymore right oh. or or then the little passive aggressive things get a little more so for example remember during the election the last election Wait, and they so had the whole Chick-fil-A thing. Yeah. My dad, who loves Fox News, came up to me and was <laughs> like, let's go, let's go to Chick-fil-A and <laughs> and like support marriage between a man and a woman. Oh my god. So they'll do these passive aggressive things to me where they try to tell me things through subtext, right? Yeah. But fortunately I'm a director, so I can do subtext all day long. <laughs> like, oh, I, read into I was that. like, I can play this game with you. <laughs> so so I was like, are you sure? Do you want me to go to Chick-fil-A with you? He's like, yeah, yeah let's go. I'm hungry. I want to go get there for lunch and I have a coupon. And I was like, all right. So I was like, okay, if that's what you want to do, right? So we got in and I remember like we pulled up and there was like a really long line of, you know, supporters, right? And so like I remember, I think I can feel like my dad can tell that my heart kind of sank because it's really disturbing to see like right. that many people yeah. against you, right? Right. We still went. <laughs> we still went and I kept cracking jokes in line about like, you know, it's kind of ironic that, like, a lot of straight people are here to have a lot of cock. <laughs> and then, like, he would get, like, really embarrassed of me. So, so I mean, it's funny. And, and you know, my mom is, like, super old school Catholic. Mm -hmm. So she'll, like, put the TV... Whenever I come home, I'll turn my TV on and it's always on to the Christian channel, right? Mm -hmm. Or, like, she'll have her prayer book open. And, like, distinctly, there's, like, legitly one prayer <laughs> oh, that she geez. leaves out. And it's, like... <laughs> And it's like God. to pray against sodomy or something like that, <laughs> right? No yeah, no, I'm dead serious. Like, there's actually one on there, and so I laugh because I'm like, you guys are like so passive aggressive, <laughs> and oh. and like you know, sometimes they'll come up to me and they'll say like, you always make gay movies. <laughs> What's up with that? You should make like a nice like, like those shows you, the shows you used to watch, like Full House. <laughs> like, wow. Right, and so they'll do this. But then, but then I'm always kind of like, well, you know the answer, right? And I have been through enough where I'm kind of like, frankly, <laughs> I am tired. Like, I am like I don't have the mental capacity or the energy to like come out every time because right. I feel like I have to constantly like. So in the beginning, when I first came out, I was like, ah, oh, that's so much energy. Wait, can you talk about that first before? Oh yeah. So the first time I came out, a friend had asked me in college. Wait, is this? So not, not to your parents, but just no, 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 in no, general, just like in general, to, okay. my, to a friend, like it was a one, like a one-on-one -on -one thing okay. that he had asked okay. and I was really uncomfortable about it and I was trying to avoid it. So finally I just said it and I remember it being like a really full relief. Right. Mm. And it was a lot for that one person. Then right. it, then it was like a slightly bigger group after like a retreat or something. And I said it and oh, I was, was like it a the directors? lot off. No, it was, um, Oh wait, that's not too No, it was like with the Filipino club there. Oh, okay. Cause I was always on their board cause I'm very way too overachieving <laughs> so i came out to this group and that was a big weight lift off my shoulders right but i remember being like so much energy <laughs> and it's like so taxing and then eventually mm -hmm. i just decided like this is tiring like i really don't have the mental capacity to keep doing this so i told myself well instead of like you know when i meet new people right i'm not like i don't i don't like by the way i'm gay 
Like, and everyone's like, like, okay. Like a dramatic <laughs> moment. I don't want to make it like a dramatic moment. Now I just mm-hmm. like nonchalantly, I'll be like, like, like with you in the kitchen. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I go to Whole Foods because there's cuter guys there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like now I just do it in conversation and I see people like, oh, okay. Yeah, like a click. Right, exactly. Because I shouldn't have, it's, it's funny, right? Like I shouldn't have to come out. I mean, mm. it, in my mind, and I know people disagree with me with this, it's like, there's an expectation where you feel like you should, like you have to come out, right? But then a part of me is kind of like, do I have to? Like, why yeah. can't I just be me? Why do you have to? <laughs> yeah, like, why can't I just be me yeah. and do my thing? And then if you got questions, you let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take uh, the gentleman in the back. <laughs> right. So, I mean, even with my parents, it's very like, you know the answer. And we ever any, any big, com- we never had, like you were saying earlier, We've never had like real conversations. Mm. It's always between the lines, right? Mm. And so in my mind, I'm over here like, I'll wait for you to come out to me (laughs) (laughs) that you're ready. I'm sitting here waiting. Right. Um, But they know the answer. And I know they know the answer. So I'm like chilling. Yeah. Just waiting. And if they ask me, I'm Do you want to have that That's okay. I mean, the onus isn't on you. Right, exactly. You know. And it takes it off my shoulders. Yeah. I mean, granted, I probably should tell them eventually. <laughs> I mean, I probably should, but also it's like, ah, oh, but I'm, t- I'm doing so much right now. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm really that. busy. Maybe you should wait till like a big event that they have. I know. And then Their anniversary. Announce- yeah. and <laughs> Or, and then put it on their Facebook wall. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, like, okay, so I'm curious about those those other two times because it was really taxing for you, even though you felt relief, right? Yeah. And then I'm kind of curious, like, yeah, what what would you want to come, like, from that conversation? Or how would you like that conversation to go if if ever they kind of, like, are Jarrell, son? You know, like, and then they have that conversation. So so for the first one, what what, you know, like, somebody had to ask you directly right yeah that first time oh you know what's funny is every time someone asked me no no one ever asked me directly oh you oh no that you... one time they asked me directly yeah okay yeah. but and 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 it was taxing for you god it was taxing because it was really <laughs> uncomfortable is that it was uncomfortable. Why, or... i didn't want to say it because there's this fear that like if you everything is gonna change and people will treat mm-hmm. you differently right mm-hmm. and that's usually like not the case Actually, it's never been the case. No one's ever treated me differently so far. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that I know of. Um, yeah. But I would want... What do you mean? What, 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 are you asking, like, what I would want to happen? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm curious because I think, like, um, for me, too, like, sometimes, like, I don't like to share my doc with my coworkers because I'm like, oh, what if oh they know God. I... What if they know I was depressed at one time, you know, like, and then people think you're crazy, but I think that is kind of weird. Like, it's not going to be, um, you know, like, especially with certain coworkers, like one coworker was talking about how she would have panic attacks and anxiety oh. and how she had to have take medication, but that's her context. And that makes sense. And that's okay for her to tell me, even though like, she's like, she's under me. And sometimes I'm afraid that, you know, like that something might happen, like that I might trigger something, but then, at the same time, like for me not to share about being depressed at work, I mean, like it's a very different thing, right? Right. It's like right. a professionalism thing. Yeah. But then in general, like I don't want people to just go automatically or to, to characterize me as the depressed girl. Gosh, I know. Right. So, so I, and, and I know that it's not the same. It's not no, no, no. the same, but it's definitely kind of like, who do you, you know, like who would you want to tell, you know? Right. And part of me is kind of like, it's very unpopular, but like, 
So by coming out, right, essentially what happens is the fear is, right, that I will be put into a new box, right? Mm -hmm. That this is how you'll see me and this is what I'll do. I mean, in a way, I figured out a way where it, like, empowers me more, right? Where it's like, I'll accept it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gay. That's fine. I come with all of this other stuff, too, <laughs> right? But then, then weirdly, the challenge becomes proving to you that I'm more than just that. Right. Whereas before, it was like, when you didn't know I was gay, it was just constantly proving that I wasn't gay. Right, <laughs> yeah. Which is funny to me. Uh-huh. Um, I have no idea where I'm going. Sorry. Well, I think like, I I think a problem with thinking that way, whether it's depression or whatever, whatever it is that you have that you're kind of compartmentalizing. Right. I think that you don't want to be seen as just this one part of you because you are so much more. Like if I were to describe Vanessa, like, her depression would not be on the top 10, you know, right. like it, it would be an experience, you know, right. that she had and just lends to who she is as a person, right. you know? Um, but yeah, it does seem like it would be, it, it is a risk to sort of put this thing out there and then have to like, have to like recenter yourself around it you know it's kind of like so all my movies that i've written and directed have always been like gay characters i mean because i write what i know right you know (laughs) what i mean so yeah good so like the funny thing is is that like people will always say like you make a lot of gay movies and i'm like in my mind i'm like really like they're just like move to me they're just like it's like a comedy or it's like a good drama right and not a gay movie like i don't like to me that's not a category right Right. like because there's so much more to me and the movies that i make than just the gay aspect of it Mm because to me it's like they're a full it's a full human being Mm -hmm. they have full experiences they and what i try to do is make them relatable to everybody Mm because i you know like i think instead of focusing that's the full house aspect it is right (laughs) In a way, though, because that's what I grew up on, right? Instead mm-hmm. of focusing on the differences, I like to focus on the similarities of people. Right. And by fo- and that helps me because I don't want... I would want people to see what they have in common with me, not, like, the differences. Right. That I, I mean, I want them to have, see the differences, but also see the similarities and see right. that we're not that different at all. Because right. in a weird way, right, <laughs> that's how... I, and with race, too, right? When mm-hmm. I was in Ohio... It was a struggle at first, (laughs) but then after a while, when people figured out the similarities that we had, then we were able to like be cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we cool now. We cool cool. Ohio. (laughs) We cool. I love Ohio. Describe, describe, <laughs> describe, describe, um, born to dance this way and, you know, any opportunities that came from it, especially like, not that you're now like, I'm Jarrell, gay filmmaker, <laughs> but like, you know, it, 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 it definitely made its mark and it became your calling oh, card a little you. bit, right? Yeah, it did. So it was 2012. Damn, it's a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago. So it was my first, so born to dance this way is my first short that I've ever done. Mm. Um, uh, it's about a... It's about, it's actually based off my friend, but it's about this really, it's this overweight, very flamboyant dancer, male dancer that wants to be part of this really hot female group. 
K pop group. K pop. Well, they're like, they're Filipino, but like live in the Bay Area. And they were on the America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. Oh. Um, I, I wasn't even sure if they were a real group. Sorry. I know, because their name are the Four Play Ladies. Like, that's their actual <laughs> name with the number four, right? Oh my. But then by the time they came on my movie, I laughed because now there was only three. <laughs> Which act, and then I switched the story around so that oh, he was trying to be the fourth member. The fourth, yeah. And so I liked the dichotomy of like what he wanted to be and was nothing that he should be by any standard, right? So by seeing, I really wanted to explore like, you know, why can't he, like, why can't he part, be part of this girl group, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to show like the things they had in common and like, really root for some I wanted someone I wanted everyone to root for somebody you wouldn't expect you're rooting for Mm -hmm. like that's the thing I really wanted to do with that movie um and it did well for me I went spotlight that year Mm -hmm. Um, and spotlight is the kind of like UCLA equivalent of the Oscars and um (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know right (laughs) Oscar so white no um but uh you know it it was recognized by not only um the the your peers right. but also by a panel of judges that were like this one deserves to be seen by you know right. um by the people who are showing up to those kind of specific events yeah. like recruiters and agents and you know managers. yeah it did i didn't get an agent out of that or man I didn't it, it was it's, it's actually very hard in I general know. i mean i don't expect <laughs> i don't have expectations for it but like it was my first thing and then i had gone to 25 film festivals with that movie after that and they were like pretty and then they were like not just the niche ones right i was going to like cincinnati film festival orlando film festival um like major cities right um which was exciting and then i also did a whole niche section and then we sold it so it's on here tv now um which i think is on their youtube so you can watch it anytime yes um we will watch it i will watch it so it's a fun movie it's it it did really well for me and then i followed the year off that i took i followed it along with film festivals and it was interesting to see how people reacted to it in different cities and different states um and then i realized that because i left school it was much harder to do something again right because you have to like as a filmmaker you can't just make one you got to continually keep doing it yeah and so i tried to make something of my own um which was a struggle um to do it not in la and away from your own community right um and then i came back to school right and then um but because of that first short because of board of dance this way right my two minute did really well my two minute was going around festivals too. Yeah, that's the cool thing about festivals is right. once you kind of get your foot in the door, people will like want you back. They're right. like, you're a known entity, and we know you do quality work. Yeah. And they're excited mm-hmm. to see me every year. They ask me what I'm doing next, so I love them. They've they've I found that then the festival community supports me as a filmmaker, right? And then um then my six minute went the spotlight again, and then um and then that's been going out. So it's been a nice ever since then. It's been like a nice roll of continually making movies how have you seen your characters that you write who happen to be gay what how do you see them evolve like throughout your films um oh you mean from like the first one Mm -hmm. to later so the first one played on uh i wasn't i was mm, i had just come out and i wasn't too uh like i don't know the word for it i just wasn't that comfortable about really exploring the depths of 
sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I like how you said that, by the way. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just well, because like I, ha- I also have like a comedic background, right? So yeah. I like I have a tendency to like when I feel uncomfortable, I'll start cracking jokes. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that's like. Let's <laughs> 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 all laugh about that right? for a second. I mean, border dance way literally is me cracking jokes on something I felt totally uncomfortable with, but wanted mm. to explore. Right? Like that's why it's like a straight comedy mm-hmm. the whole way through. I mean, there's, and if you really dig into it, yeah, there's a lot of things underneath it because that's, you can, cause I'm in it basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I didn't like the, my two minute, I think the two minute was like a little bit more of a comedy, but that delved more into like my dating life. It's just basically about like, it's like seriously, it's a three minute movie about a guy who goes to a theater date with his friend. He's not quite sure if they're on a date or not. <laughs> Because that happens to me a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Where I just always assume I'm on a date. <laughs> well, because you're young and hot. I know. Jarell. Well, also, like, I'm well, tired. We should be on a date. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm tired of being the person that's always, like, assuming I'm not on a date. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of being that person. And I was like, you know what? No. I want to be the person <laughs> that, ass- that, no, I'm, I am on a date. <laughs> and you're paying. And you're paying. <laughs> And then it turns out like we're just friends and I'm like, damn it, damn it. (laughs) You're like, I'll get it next time. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, but it's like, so we're friends just now (laughs) or later. Um, and then, and then my sixth minute was about, um, that one's actually about kind of coming out, but I still layered over a joke. Cause basically it's about this guy that comes out as a Britney Spears, uh, fan. Right. Yeah. So he joins an anonymous support group for closeted Britney Spears fans. Right. (laughs) So everything is like layered in there. Right. Mm. Um, and he kind of comes out for Britney and in a way that was my version of a coming out story. Cause, because I just, I found weirdly, I was more ashamed of coming out for Britney than coming out (laughs) as gay. That felt like more shaming. Um, so then it kind of evolved from this joke to like, a little bit of a personal experience into more of my like confessions of stuff. Mm. And then my advanced film, which I'm pushing out now. So we'll see what happens. That one's a straight drama. That's like legitly about like my fears of, uh, my fears of not being accepted by like an Asian family, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, being gay and, and not feeling the self-worth because you're not, no one's ever really told you except like your friends, but you don't really trust your friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when your friends tell you like, Oh, you're like, you're like the most attractive person I know. Like you're just lying to me. You know what I mean? So, and you know, and it means a lot when it comes from your family. Mm. If your family tell, like if your parents tell you, I think you are the most, it actually, even though they're probably lying, right? Yeah. but it means a lot coming from them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as someone that's never really, I mean, they tell me I'm good looking, but then it comes or they tell me how great I am. Right. But it'll always come with a little bit of like, you're so great. And like, but you'll like, you got to have like an amazing, like an amazing supermodel wife. Like, you're so great. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, so then that one really delved into that and a lot about like religion and how that affects like, and like how that affects the whole experience and it's basically about a guy that hooks up with a stranger in his car at, at night. Oh, wow. Um, hooks up with a stranger, the condom breaks, so he waits for his HIV test results. And then he, like, ends up, as he waits, he wait, he calls the condom customer service company and starts to, like, make a friend, like, an unexpected friend and, like, oh, wow. reveal a lot of their, like, reveal a lot, because you don't know who the person is yeah. on the other side of the line. We never see him. But it's, like, revealing a lot about his innermost fears and how he looks for love in all the wrong places. And at the end, he just learns 
regardless of the, whatever the results were, right? That he's worthy of real love. And that's the thing. And it was funny because I didn't know what that movie was about till after I did it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those yeah, revelations are the best. Right. Like I was going through the same thing where it's like, I didn't know that I was worthy of real love. You know what I mean? I was doing these things that like, wasn't, I was doing like some, cause I just wanted like a quick high, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and something that was a little superficial and not, I hook it up. You go out, <laughs> you go out, you find somebody you have fun, you know right. what I mean? But then after a while, it's like really empty. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of, the, and why it feels empty is because I realized I didn't have enough self-worth. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I didn't realize, and I realized I didn't really feel like I actually deserved better. And mm-hmm. that's something I continually work on, that I actually do deserve better. Which is sad. It's like the saddest movie ever. That's, I mean. I think that's very relatable, especially for that time right. in people's lives. Like, right. it, I think love for anybody is weird and it's like we're pretending to do something that we've seen yeah on television yeah. or in movies and then like the real life is always like five percent you right. know like satisfying you know it's almost like you're you're outside of your body and you're just kind of like watching yourself do things that you think you're supposed to do yeah you know yeah um what was it like like so you sort of coming out to your friends first and then like, what, what was it like when you're starting to, like, date and live as, like, you know, a gay man rather than a guy with hot girlfriends? <laughs> 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 like, what were those first few what were those experiences? First experiences? What was that? What happened? It's all a blur. I was drunk most of the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. To make it like, less, less I mean, uncomfortable. I was like always, yeah, it was like always, I don't know, I was always out drinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just having fun. I mean, uh, what was that experience like? Well, I, after I'd come out to my friends, then, you know, they'll be like, oh, let's go to like the gay bar, which I was like super uncomfortable with. And I still kind of am for some yeah. reason because I'm not mm-hmm. used to it. I don't think I'll ever be used to it. But then I realized that it's not because of that. It's just like I have a weird, I don't know why, but the environment makes me feel uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's just like, I feel like it's like. Very meat markety. Yeah. Or? And then like everyone, it's like meat markety. You're right. It's like <laughs> everyone's like, like there's prey <laughs> and then the ones preyed on, you know what I mean? And I'm always like. Uh, you gotta like drink a little bit to, like, <laughs> just have fun it's a lot happening at one I don't like to go to those places where people are are looking to be seen and to see do you know what I'm saying right where you like where I'm just like looking around and someone like catches your eye and you're like oh <laughs> I right. was not looking to catch your eye <laughs> we need to move on <laughs> I think like as sort of an aside like the way that you go on a date and you assume that you're or go out and you assume that it's a date yeah like I think the way that like television and movies has like warped my sense of reality reality is I constantly think people are falling in love with me. Oh, I know. Like I'm like, people are always falling in love. Like as someone they like kind of like meet eyes yeah. with just for a second. I'm like, Oh, that person's going to come over here and ask me out. Because... I do that all the time. Where I'm like, Oh my God, was that, was that a love at first sight? This moment we just had, right. But really they were looking at my friend behind me. And they were falling in love. It's like movie love happens to other people. I, know. I just assume that like, it's me, you know, that I am the, you know, main character in my movie. Yeah. Yeah. in my romantic comedy and it's constantly happening when I, you know now that I'm a little older I'm like it's not happening <laughs> like it's very rarely happening <laughs> I know it's really sad when you realize it's not actually happening <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry to like go back to this whole self worth thing because I think that like yeah, it's so it's so relatable, right? These are the similarities that bring a lot of people together right. in terms of like, well, what do I? What am I? What is my value? Like, right. what do? What can people see in me that they appreciate or that that makes me worthy of something or you know right. like? And I'm kind of curious what kind of work that you do for yourself, like in terms of just saying, you know what, this is who I am. I accept myself. I think that I'm beautiful and strong or whatever those things that you tell yourself. Can I say something before it falls out of my head? Yes. Okay. So I feel like, like worth is a big part of it and how Mm -hmm. much you, you value yourself. But I think that another big part of it is also understanding who you are and what you recognize. Right. Because if you have not grown up in like a family that has embodied the kind of love that you want, Mm -hmm. not to say that it was a horrible place, but it's just not, you know, explicit or like a very affectionate Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you want. You're not going to know how to see that. Exactly. You will know how to see things that, that are weird and like disconnected Mm -hmm. and like, you're kind of not getting what you want constantly. And that is what, you recognize and that's what you latch on to. That's so interesting. And so sometimes I think like, yeah, I mean, of course, self-worth is part of it because you do deserve whatever it is that you want. That's more than that, but it's going to take a while for you to see what that is and understand Mm -hmm. it for what it is. Cause otherwise you're just kind of, you know, you have no examples in your, in your DNA, in your wiring, you know, to know what it is that it looks like. Mm. So that's what I think. I think that it took me a really long time and a lot of weird boyfriends, <laughs> weird boyfriends, a lot like weird situations, always feeling like, like there's this horrible person, not me, them, that like you're, I'm trying to, it's like pulling teeth, trying to be in a relationship yeah. with them. Yeah. And then, but with a horrible person, you know, and it's like, oh, this is the thing that I understand this um, wanting something mm-hmm. and not getting what I need mm-hmm. in the way that I understand it. And so it took a really long time having those kinds of relationships to, you know, and having met someone who, who was like, oh, this is, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. And, and this is how I like tra- have trained myself to see it. Right. Yeah. It's funny because I realized one day that because I came out, I say late, it's not really that late, but college is late, right? <laughs> um, because of that, it's like my entire world of my love life, right, kind of started. And that's mm-hmm. when it started. And then I realized like in my, what, mid-20s now, I'm going to keep saying that until it's <laughs> still true. <laughs> um but then I realized it's like, oh, I'm like really late now. Like I'm actually catching up to all mm-hmm. the things that like I would have learned in relationships in like high school and middle school. Right. Because I never had real ones before. Right, yeah. I never had real relationships and they were always fake and I was always putting up some front. Mm-hmm. So so later on, it's like when I'm trying to decipher like real relationships, I was like, oh, man, I am like fucked up <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> or I'm just really late. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and so the self-worth thing you should learn when you're a lot younger. I'm finally like, I don't even think I fully learned it. Mm-hmm. I'm still like figuring it out. And as I figure it out, at least I'm in a good place. That's like, I can move forward and experience mm-hmm. new things and like do my thing, meet other great people 
And then like now I sort of have a good barometer of what I know I should deserve. Right. And and that's cool. Yeah. That yeah. is really cool. There's like a good base foundation. Whereas before yeah. I was just very like, I'd just be happy if anyone thought I was attractive, <laughs> honestly. Right. Like anybody. And I would, so I would make like horrible decisions in people all the time right. because I just didn't think I deserved it. I was, I was just excited that someone was attracted to right. me. Right. <laughs> That's so sad. And like the person who was actually falling in love with you. Right. Among exactly. the 100 people you think are falling in love exactly. with you. Exactly. The one person. <laughs> that person happens to be terrible. Right. The but then I always like get like a little light bulb two weeks later where it's like i could do better right (laughs) (laughs) and it's so bad to say but it's like uh, i mean deep down i always have like a good i have a loving family right Right. so even when they were talking about like when they thought i wished when they whatever if they (laughs) even before when i was a kid there was always a barometer of what an amazing woman for me would be like Uh you know what i mean Uh so i substitute it with like what a great guy for me would be right so Mm -hmm. it's it's trying to unlearn and fix what that what that expectation was for myself right that's a weird thought out of out of curiosity is your brother like married or no no i don't know what he's doing (laughs) i don't really talk to him that much it's super funny we're we're like the kind of siblings that don't say much to each other Uh like we'll get into a fight and then tomorrow we'll never talk about it and act like nothing happened right and if there's anything actually, like, worth talking about, like, deeply, we do that thing where, like, I just look at him like, you all right? <laughs> oh, no, he'll look at me like, you all right? I'm like, yeah. And, he's, and we just do our separate thing. Uh-huh. Like, we don't... It's a lot of... It's a lot of, like, speaking without talking. Uh-huh. Which is so annoying. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. And then, and then sometimes, like, I'll finally have, like... Someone will try to sit us down and have, like, a real conversation in our family. And then I realized, like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't want to have real conversations with you Who's guys. Who's doing that? I don't know. It's, oh, who in the family is trying to have a real conversation? It's always someone on the outside, oh, right? Yeah. Like, outside of the main family, because yeah. we don't really say much to each other. Right. I love it, though. I love that we don't say much to each other, but we kind of, under, we, we all 100% understand what we're talking about, but right. we don't yeah. talk about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That family code. It's family code. It's Seriously. like a different language. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then that's why I think relationships get hard too, because like that person has existed in another code for so long, right. and then you're trying to decode each other, but you're like, this is definitely what I'm saying. How can you not understand? Right. And then that person's like, no, like my family always, in- you know, like and it's like part of the unlearning process and part of just like adapting and yeah. figuring those things out and understanding who you are. But like, uh, when my friends went to her, I think now her husband, but back then her boyfriend's his family. So they, they visited his family and you know, his mom was like offering all this food and stuff like that. <laughs> and I think for the third time, like offered guacamole. And then she was like, and then I could see his shoulders like tense up <sighs> And then she was like, and then I knew it wasn't the guacamole. <laughs> Something else was happening. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's like the whole gay thing. We don't talk about. Hmm. But they know. It's like you can't look at a movie that's called Born to Dance This Way <laughs> and act like the person that made it maybe isn't gay. And then the next one is No No Homo, right? Hmm. 
there's a pattern here. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Then Brittany Hollick's anonymous. It's like, you can't, you just really can't look at that body of work so far and then think like, ah, he's not gay. <laughs> he must be sympathetic. Right. Right. Um, well, you know, it's been a super pleasure to have you draw. I'm kind of curious. Can you tell us what you're up to next? Like what's. Oh, well, thank you. It has been a pleasure. Um, for the most part. No, it's been good. It's been good. I, uh, what am I up to now? Mm -hmm. So I have another, so that, uh, HIV one Mm -hmm. that, that will be out sometime this year. What's, and what's that one called? Please hold. Oh, it doesn't have a crazy name. (laughs) Um, No, no homo was, it's pretty good. I know. Thank you. And Brittany Hollick's anonymous. I know. Good times. Um, (laughs) then I did that short, I did just short for, uh, for MFA producer. Because they can do their own, they can do a, right. yeah. a film now for their post-secondary thesis. Good. So I directed they should figure that, that out. Yeah. I know, right? Um, I directed that, and that should be out later this year. And that's called? True American. Mm. Anything, like, playing in festivals, like, anything that people can see, or? Yeah, I, oh, Brittany Hollicks is playing at, um... Outfest, Wait, when or? is this out? This will probably come out sometime in April. Okay, good. So I think Brittany Hollicks... I'm 100% sure Brittany Alex plays in April at the LA Asian Pacific Film oh, Festival. Oh, good. Yay. Um, Congrats. I have an exact, thank you. I'm all used to it. I'm like jaded about it. Mm. Um, <laughs> I love them. They're really supportive of my work, so they, I just love them. They've really helped me out over the years. Do you hang out with Steven at all? Like, so sorry, Steven. Which Steven? Steven Liang. Oh, not really. He's the year above me, but I never really have, I haven't really hung out oh, with him. Okay. Um, you guys can get together and have your Asian Gay Mafia or something right. like that. He and I just played at the Asians on Film Festival together. Did we? I don't know. But yeah. Or no, we're both, sorry, me and Steven are both playing at, um, it might be LA Asian. Together. It might be. Yeah, yeah. And we just played Camp Fest in San Francisco. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's doing its thing. Yeah. Yeah. Keep rolling along. All yeah. right. Um, anything that you're writing now or? Oh, I'm writing a, uh, I'm writing a, an original sitcom pilot because I love sitcoms <laughs> about a should. Filipino American family in San Antonio. And like one of the kids is like happens to be gay. Right. And everyone's <laughs> cool with it. So, I mean, I, even I in love San Antonio. It. Well, I did it so that like, yeah, even in, well, even in San Antonio, right? Oh, I wanted to do this world where, I mean, to me, right, as a, as like a sitcom, like a, if it's, it's structured like a broadcast sitcom, right? It's supposed to be one. So I was like, it's important for me that I show the possibilities of what, of what I've always wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like a super, I mean, they're like a messed up family, but like, you know, mm-hmm. they're, when it comes to his sexuality and stuff, it's just another love problem. Right, just like everyone else. It's right? treated right. as yeah, like a normal, right. normalized love problem. A basically. normalized love problem, but he happens to be gay, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, if it ever, if it ever gets made, it's like a for me, it's like someone like me will be watching this and get the lessons, those Full House lessons, right, right. That like, I thought that I related to, but really didn't. But they'll actually have something concrete to be like. I am, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I deserve someone better than that, like, douchebag cheerleader. Right. <laughs> or douchebag football player, right? Like, it's, so I wanted to do, like, those, those, like, generic lessons 
in a way where it's relatable to people, someone like me. And then not everyone in the family is gay, obviously. So there's, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to make it, you know, I made it, I try to make it like universal enough. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. we're excited to see whatever's next. And um, we're definitely going to try to check out Born to Dance This Way. Yes. Yeah. On I'm here so TV. I want to see it. Yeah. Somewhere on YouTube. Yeah. And a YouTube near you. Um, and and LA uh, Asian Pacific Film Fest, which is May, right? Or April. Or the end of I'm April. Afraid. I'm always afraid to say I that. I always think it's thing. during Asian Pacific History Month, but I could be I'm wrong. I'm so bad. I don't know when that is. Oh no! Is it April? Oh no! It, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in my calendars, but I live day by day. <laughs> I only know like what's happening. He's tomorrow. only just seizing today. <laughs> I know, but I only know what's happening like tomorrow. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I want to say it's April twenty eighth. Sure. Yes. <laughs> no I think it is. Okay. If well, I'm not wrong. And that would be Brittany Hollick's anonymous. Yeah. Hedge, April twenty eighth. Or sometime in April. Oh, LA Asian Pacific Film Festival starts on the 21st of April. I was wrong. <laughs> and then I play sometime in there. Oh, I play the 25th of April. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, um, thank you again. Any, thank any you. last thoughts about your search for love? Well, in the search for love, well, uh, you I am a hot person. H-A-W-T hot. Sometimes I go to Whole Foods to like <laughs> act like I'm one of them, you know? <laughs> one of the hot people that came out of the gym, but really I just put gym shorts on. Just yes. like everybody else. Yes. Just like everybody else. Just looking at quinoa like everybody else. I know, yeah. And I just keep telling myself I'm hot. I think it counts for something. It does. Affirmations. Absolutely. <laughs> Confidence, Absolutely. right? Confidence. <laughs> Nothing to lose. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Someone's gonna hear like my family or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like, they don't know what podcasts are. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's the same thing I think all the time. It's like I wish you, I would be so proud if you found me on a podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>